Here's your host, Alex Garrett. And welcome to the adapting portion of Alex Garrett Podcasting. We've got uh, a very special guest on the line. She's a minister. She's, uh, I believe, located upstate New York, uh, around Westchester. And she's not only a minister, but she's blind. And this, and what she's doing with her ministry, I think her blindness has helped her uh, get to this point of ministering. Dr. Shirley Chang, you actually popped up in a GoFundMe that you are, that I'd like to get to. But first of all, thanks for joining my podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Alex. It's a, it's a great pleasure and honor to be here, Alex. So, Dr. Chang, tell us your story. You are a minister that is actually uh, blind. Have you been blind since birth? Or tell, tell us your story. Um, I'd be happy to share my story. Um, see, um, I was diagnosed with severe juvenile rheumatoid arthritis at only 11 months old. Um, I wasn't born blind. I lost my eyesight when I was 17 years old. Um, due to years of hospitalization between America and China, I, I received no education until I was 11. Back then, I knew very little English, but after about 180 days of school attendance in a special education class, I mastered grade level and entered a regular sixth grade class in middle school, where I achieved student of the year in sixth grade, student of the month in seventh grade, and earned an excellence award for earth science for achieving the highest grade of 97 in my class. Um, I've been a top student ever since, and um, I'd like to share with you what drives me forward despite my uh, multiple physical disabilities and blindness. I love to uh, share with your audience about a couple of principles I live by that help me to adapt to life, to all the ever evolving changes in life and things that help me to overcome not only my challenges, but the challenges of others that uh, I meet. I'm I'm also an award-winning author of nine books with uh, with 27 book awards. I indeed I have an online ministry. My ministry is called Ultra Ability Ministry. I'm also a Bible teacher. My ministry has been online for about 13 years, and in in the past. 10 years, I've been teaching the Bible one-to-one to anyone who has email access for free. So it's been a, a tremendous privilege to um, to reach out to people, to, to make a positive difference to others, because I believe that we are put on earth not only to live for ourselves, but to live for others. I strongly believe that when God blesses us, we are to bless others as a channel of the divine blessings. So I try to live up to my calling to answer my purpose. And what would your calling be? What are the principles that you live by? Again, Tony Dr. Shirley Chang, she is the founder of Ultra Ability. Awesome name, by the way. I, I want to know the, the meaning behind why you wanted that. But, but what are your principles that you write about uh, daily on your blog? Oh, well, um, the first one is really about attitude. It's about positivity. 
um, being positive is not not too hard for me because I believe I was I was born with just happy positive attitude. Uh, when I was a baby, I was nicknamed Happy Baby because despite my mo- my physical pain, I cry- I laughed through my tears, and and so when I grew older, my positivity grew with me because I I believe that uh, your your attitude dictates your action, and your action determines the course of your life. My motto is, don't live each day as though it is your last. Live each day as though it is your first. Because life is the most precious gift from God. Try to make the most of it. I try to make my life count, not only for me, but for others as well. So that is that is the first principle I live by. The second principle is about adopting the mind of Christ. Adopting the mind of Christ is about embracing the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ and taking up his will as your will. Taking up his attitude as your attitude, his purpose as your purpose. When we look at the life and ministry of Lord Jesus, what we see, what makes his life and mission so remarkable is that is his selfless service to humanity. He came to a world not to be served, but to serve others. We all know the golden rule, um, you know, do unto others the way uh, you want to be done to you. In other words, love our neighbors as ourselves. And our neighbor is anyone who needs our help at any given uh, moment. Uh, But Jesus took this principle a step further. He elevated this golden rule by giving us a new love commandment. Before his sacrifice, on the night before his sacrifice, he told his disciples, love one another as I have loved you. The question is, how has he loved his disciples? How has Jesus loved us? He loved us by sacrificially. He loved us by dying for us. He loved us by putting off his glory as the Son of God and putting on the form of a lowly servant. He became poor, so through his poverty, we became rich. He went so this is this is this is really special, and, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I've got to ask you then. Um, yes. Your blindness, you know, Christ did know did help people see. So, do you feel that that idea of helping people see, even the blind, is so relevant in today's world? How do, how does that story? 
uh, affect you and inspire you to continue your ministry? I Christ came to this world not only to heal um, the, those who are physically blind, um, like yours truly, but most especially, he came to this world to heal those who are spiritually blind. To those who not sure where they're going in life, not sure what um, their life's purpose is, and how they fit into the whole scheme of things, like how we fit into God's plan for us. And so that's that's the kind of um, blindness that Christ really focuses on. And that's the mission he delegated his disciples to carry on for him after he um, left our world temporarily. So as his disciple, my aim is to help people see as God sees, to help people adopt the worldview of God and the mind of Christ. Because as our creator, God knows what's best for us. And as our creator, he loves us and also has the responsibility to set us in the right place to help us move toward our goal in his scheme of uh, plans for us. Shirley, and, I've, um, did, yeah. how, does, how does Ultra Ability help deal with, help people adapt blind, not blind, able-bodied, not disabled, or, or disabled? How does adult Ultra Ability, how do you guys help people through his message, through his word, and, and in his way, if you will? Yes. Um, you see, my model is I'm not disabled. I'm ultra-abled through the power of God. That's where my ministry name came from, ultra-ability ministry. Um, I, um, 10 years ago, well, in the past 10 years, I've been teaching God's Word to anyone who has email access, internet access for free. I teach the Bible from Genesis to Revelation um, from scratch. I write out all my lesson assignments from scratch, and I, I, I teach. I don't only I teach the principles behind every passage. So to help people understand what God wants, what God really wants um, for us to live a good life for ourselves and to bring glory to Him. So. I help my students understand God, his personality, his uh, likes and desires, and his expectations of us. So they can pursue, maintain, and develop a sacred relationship with our Heavenly Father that will last for all eternity. Um, through the years, um, I've received um, comments from my students who, who really appreciate my lessons. They say that um, they know God better, they're now closer to God, and understand more of what is expected of them. So I feel 
I, I really feel I felt my purpose of existence. I, I live, I try to live for others, and it brings me great pleasure. Shirley, uh, Dr. Chang, we're talking about Dr. Shirley Chang, uh, Chang, founder of Ultra Ability. Now, you actually not just teach it, you put it into practice. You've been doing uh, hunger drives, like you've, you've helped those who are hungry, you've done other community service. So, what's it like to bring Ultra Ability? into the community and how do they respond when you when you come through their you know drives or however you want to say when you when you go to events what's that like bringing your message and ultra ability to these places oh well um i my ministry is online so i've all my activities are strictly online um through the years i've i've come across many uh, people's from around the world, of all walks of life, I've been been very privileged to meet them. And um, last year, um, after uh, when we had this ongoing pandemic in April, I started um, hearing uh, negative effects of lockdowns. I received comments from my my Bible students and brethren who who lost their job and literally were going on uh, uh, go to bed on an empty stomach. They were telling me, um, like, one would say, I, I, I didn't eat the whole day. I just got something from my neighbor or I went to the street. These um, things really um, was painful for me to read. So I thought to myself, I I shouldn't sit here and do nothing. So I founded Unite in Love, which is a pandemic emergency relief fund to help families stave off hunger and prevent eviction in this trying time. And um, as of March, I've distributed over $4,000 to 27 families and also helped five families to pay their uh, rental. So it's it's been a, a tremendous privilege serving others. I um, bet. I, you know, yeah, this is, this I, is very I, cool. Uh, sorry, it's, it's very cool that you're doing this and that you have that. How can people get in touch with the fund in case they want to support that as well? Um, the link is actually wrong, but I tried this. Um, you can go to, people can go to Google and type in GoFundMe as one word, GoFundMe, and then type in my name, Shirley Chen. S H I R L E Y. Last name is C H E N G. C H E N G. G S for George. So, um, type in GoFundMe Shirley Chen in Google, and both of my fundraisers should um, pop up on Google search. And um, the first one is um, <clears throat> support an aspiring medical doctor. And the second one is Unite in Love. <clears throat> so I would appreciate um, any support um, anyone could uh, provide because a small, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> a 
a small donation goes a long way because about $5 can fetch 22 pounds of maize in Kenya. So about $20 can feed a family for a whole month. Wow, that is this is this is this is great that you're putting your company to work for the community. Now, if people do have some issues that they want sort of resolved, how can they turn to you for that? Like you do it, you're doing this GoFundMe for an individual, this aspiring doctor. Is this your first time doing a you know a fundraiser for someone, or have you been doing that? Also, how can people get involved with that? And if they if they themselves need help, how can you help them? Uh, adapt to the situation and and get out there and and progress. Um. Yeah. Anyone can uh, get in contact with me. My website is shirleychen dot com, or people can use dancewithyourheart dot com. And um, I uh, please follow me on Facebook. I welcome any friend request. Um, it's facebook dot com slash dr shirley chen so dr shirley chen is my facebook id um <clears throat> my first fundraiser um support and aspiring medical doctor i started that three years ago in march 20 uh, 2018 um through my ministry i met i met this um young man named gideon his story really touched me um it his story went like this um he he got accepted into the best university in all of west africa university of Ibadan. he told me he wanted to be a medical doctor to save lives um but the problem is he had no he had no finance to um to study, even though he was accepted. Um, the competition uh, in that college is fierce. He was only six point six percent of the over fifty two thousand candidates that year who got admitted. Wow. Um, yeah, his father passed away, um, in a car accident when he was only 11 years old. And so his mother has really been struggling to care for the whole family, his his siblings out, uh, out their years, and trying to make ends meet. And she also has kidney disease on top of that. So I, I tried to look for a scholarship for him by confining in his country. So I said to him, uh, why not do a fundraiser? He said, oh, I'm sure, but he's not familiar with how to do that. So I I offered to help him, but um, because I'm blind, a lot of websites don't work for me. I use a screen reader that reads what's on the screen and tells me which keys I type. So before I, I created my GoFundMe for his campaign, I contacted GoFundMe and they sh- asked them if they could help me. So, yeah, they said they could help me with anything I couldn't access. So, Do you have by a God, sir? Oh. Yeah, yeah, so by God's grace, I raised enough funds. So now he's in his third year of college, 
Last year, in his second year, he was elected as his department's social director and also received three awards of merit, one of which is Department Acknowledgement of Diligence. So, yeah, he makes all of us very, very proud. He has achieved second-class honors in his class. So uh, it's it's just been a tremendous privilege. Um, Shirley, when when, when you're you're doing things that I feel maybe not the average person would do, and I, I wonder if that's because you feel much more of a a gratitude to be on this earth that you do want to help people. So I guess my point is saying, are are you sad that when people can see it and don't do anything about it, does that sadden you? Whereas you you may not literally see it, but you see what the need is and you f- help fill it, while those who literally see it may not be there to do that. I mean, does that discourage you at all or does that lead you to talk more to people who, who do have their sight and say, hey, you see what's happening, uh, do something about it? I reached, I reached out to everyone and I know many people have their own hardships. And I understand that some people might not be able to give because of their own hardships, but I just want to let everyone know um, we are put on this earth for a grand purpose that is larger than ourselves because life is the most precious gift and the only way we can really really make the most of life is not only to live for our own selves, but to live for others. So I just want to encourage everyone to open their hearts. And if you cannot give financially, pray, stand with us, unite in love with us, um, share God's word with others, tell others you love, people in tangible ways and just be part of the large scheme of life by helping, by serving Mm. and adopting the mind of Christ, which is service, selfless service. Dr. Shirley uh, Chang, your parents, when, when this was all happening as a very young girl, you know, 11 months old, did they, do you think they found it tough to stay by your... Like, how were they when they realized what was going on? How how strong of a base and foundation do you have with your parents? And and do you credit them for like getting you through those early years up till now even? My mom um, has raised me up as a single parent. I must thank God for giving me the most wonderful mother anyone could ever ask for. She's been my light my foundation of happiness and cornerstone apart from God. Really, um, she's been my strength and she made me into the person I am today. She's, she, I see, I see God's love in her through her love for not only me, but for anyone she comes into contact with. Um, she has saved my life numerous times from the grasp of death. She, she's the one, she's the first one who told me about God. 
I was four four years old then. She told me simply that、uh, we have a God who created us, and that was just the only thing she told me. And then、uh, when I look around the world, the world around me, I I saw yeah, it makes sense. Everything has to be created by God. So that's when I I I. Well, I couldn't say I became a Christian then because I didn't know about Jesus. But that's when I became a believer. And when I was around eight or nine, my grandma told me about Jesus, and I saw、um, many of her Christian books. And I loved flipping through、um, the books to、uh, look at the photo of pictures, drawings of Jesus. And Well, I I accepted Jesus, but I still didn't know him really well then. So after I lost my eyesight, God turned the loss of my eyesight, my physical sight, into spiritual vision. Because after I lost my eyesight at age seventeen, I had a lot more time on my hands. Before I was always so busy with schoolwork and、um, typical teeny stuff with my friends, but、um, I I always had an interest in the Bible. Always wanted to learn more about God and Jesus, but never got、uh, around to it. But after I lost my eyesight、uh, and I was introduced to talking books on library, I thought, hey. This is the time to read the Bible, so I asked、uh, for、um, the Bible on audio. So that's when my self-discovery of God began. So you say you lost、um, your sight in seventeen, in twenty seventeen? No, when I was seventeen. When you were seventeen, okay. So you had, yeah. I mean, that's an adaptation in and of itself. Then is it not that you had sight for seventeen years and and then you, and then it was gone? What um. When when it first happened, and obviously that's the age where you're all rambunctious. We're all rambunctious, seventeen and onward. So, did this? Did this?、Um, did you feel it slowed you down, but not too long? Or you like energized, say, "I'm going to get through this, and we're going to still live life the best we can." Yeah, that's that's what that was my attitude. Alex, you nailed it down. Nothing, not nothing has stopped me really.、Um, when I when my、uh, eyesight started to deteriorate, I. I kept going to school. I I made the most of what I could still see. I had my、uh, my one to one aid in large、uh, school textbooks for me, so I would receive these in large print to study. I also used two magnifying glasses to actually see what I what I was reading. But、um, when I, I lost my eyesight, totally. I had to stop attending school, and I received home tutoring. That year, I was、um, studying chemistry, taking chemistry. So I had to finish the course by completing long chemistry formulas and equations in my head without braille,、um, because I can't use braille due to my severe arthritis.、Um, but I still finished class with A's. I. I couldn't、uh, accumulate enough credits to graduate, so I earned my high school equivalency diploma instead. I took the entire GD test, including math and medical calculations, graphs, and an essay in my head 
again without braille, and I scored exceptional 3280 on the test, and I received my high school equivalency diploma when I was 20. And in that, in that the same year, I became an author. I wrote uh, three books within the first uh, year. So since then, I, I wrote nine books in um, like about five years, and then I turned to my ministry. Look at that. And, and uh, where can people find your books? On your website, on Amazon? What, what did you write about? Like, what is the content of your, of your writing? Uh, most my, well, my books are motivational, inspirational. I have a seven hundred page autobiography, which covers the first twenty years of my life. It's called "The Revelation of a Stars in the Shine." I also have a book on Christianity called "Do You Love Jehovah." All of my books are found on Amazon.com. Just search for my name, Shirley Chen. And I I sell autographed copies through my website, ShirleyChen.com or DanceWithYourHeart.com. Of course, I also have a ministry website. It's Ultra-Ability.com. Now, I know you don't, I I know we don't consider ourselves disabled. I mean, I roll a blade on one leg in New York City. I don't find that pretty disabling. But I've got to ask you this because sometimes... When people do go through those life-changing moments where you might have to get an amputation or you might actually go blind, they curse God. And I'm like, but no, God's... Sometimes they do, not all the time. But some. But I'm yeah. just thinking to myself, you know, God's made us who we are. Do you, uh, do you preach that? I, I feel like that's thing, something we all have to preach um, because uh-huh. there are a lot in the community that get down about God. And I'm like, no, God has you here for a reason. You know, whatever, however he made you or or what plans he has for you, he has you here for a reason, no matter what the ailment or the defect or the impairment might be. Yes, absolutely, Alice, you're right, because God, as our creator, God sees everything. He just, he doesn't just see the moment. He just, he doesn't just see today, uh, it's March 5th. he doesn't just see that. He sees eternity from today to eternity in the future. So we have to trust in God that he He has the whole thing planned out, that we are part of his plan. And in his word, he promises us that those who love him and who are called by according to his purpose, he will make everything work out for their good. It doesn't mean that uh, everything in itself is good, but he uses, uh, what I like to say is he likes to turn, squeeze our lemons into lemonade for our good and his glory. Um, As for me, you see, I lost my eyesight, but through my uh, eyesight loss, I gained a spiritual vision because I got time to study his word. So I believe that he allows trials in our lives to draw us closer to him and to develop in us Christ-like qualities such as patience, endurance, humility, empathy, understanding, and love for others. 
So I I believe I become a better person um, after losing my eyesight and after studying his word. So. Yeah, well, and um, obviously, as, uh, obviously, you know, Paul, Saul and Paul, that's a very different story. But he was turned blind, if I'm not mistaken, Saul was. And that's how he became Paul. Very different circumstances. But it's just amazing how his life changed after that moment as well. Yes, yes. Um, he was spiritually blind and God made him temporarily physically blind. And... So through that temporary blindness, he became spiritually sighted. He was a great persecutor of Christians. He really thought he was doing uh, service for God. He was doing this great deed for God, persecuting um, idolaters. But uh, he was spiritually blind. He was truly ignorant. Uh, And God knew this. God had mercy on him. And even before Paul was born, God elected him to be his servant. And so God saw him, saw his plight of spiritual blindness, um, had his son reveal himself to him, um, brought him down to his knees, brought, brought Paul down to his knees so he can exalt Paul for everyone's good. Paul left us a great legacy of God's word. Uh, we start when we study his uh, writings, his God-inspired writings. We are motivated. We are encouraged to live as he lived, which is walking, living like Christ. Mm. And that, yeah, that should be our own, our aim, our focusing life is to live like Christ, to adopt the mind of Christ in order to adapt to all life's challenges and circumstances. Now, you, you say you're, you've overcome this, obviously. You say you have a spiritual vision, but I've got to ask, in the real world, are you, is it ever, you know, in the moment nervous to, like, cross the street for you or to do something that is kind of, you know, dangerous if you don't have the eyesight? Like, do you feel God literally helps you cross the street every time, I guess is my question? Yes, God has, God is all, has always been there for me. He brought me to life and he has sustained me all these years. He has never let me down. I never blame him for um, um, making me lose my eyesight or anything like that. But I appreciate the challenges he uh, he allow he allows me to uh, exercise my my spirit, my my faith in him. Yeah, he has always led me by the hand, and if or whenever I'm down, I go to him in prayers, and that really lifts me up. I love I love teaching his word, sharing his truth, and so others can experience the same joy that I experience. Do you think this lockdown and this whole COVID experience has literally helped people see the world differently? Do you think there's that going on too? I believe for some, yes. Um, It really made uh, us see what is truly important to us. Um, Like things like our families. Um, Before we had 
no time, not much time to spend with our families. Our, we are so uh, busy with our work, with our school, but with all this lockdown and especially when our loved ones, people we know around us are getting sick or sadly passed away, we realize what is truly most important in life is our loved ones. Is spending time with our loved ones, cultivating love, unity among one another, helping one another. This is this is what makes life worth living. It's about loving one another, being there for one another. It's not really about making lots of money, of feeding our bellies, but spending time with our loved ones. And I believe this lockdown has um, really um, made us see what is truly important in life. You know, I've used the term overcoming, and I know I saw an article in the Westchester, uh, sorry, the Yonkers Times, saying local author and teacher overcomes blindness. But do you think that the word overcoming is overused? Do you feel like, to you, you're not overcoming, you're just living the life you live, and that's that's how you live uh, in this point in time? Overcome is an all right word. Um, Jesus told us that uh, there are many trials in this world, and he has conquered them all, and so we can overcome them also. Throughout faith, we are more than conquerors. To conquer something is to overcome something. And that's what really the Bible teaches us too, to overcome our challenges, not by our own might, but by the might of God and faith in Him. Well, this is uh, more than conquerors. I mean, that's a powerful statement, and and we are. Um, So, and to those who are afraid to adapt to their circumstances, I always like to bring people on who are adapting and who are moving and being a mover shaker. What's your message to those who are afraid to adapt to their circumstances? Like, how can one push through and say, yes, I can adapt. I will do this. I believe, Alex, I believe the hardest part is the first step. Um, a lot of people are in their comfort zone, uh, whether or not they like it. The first step is the most crucial step to take, and that is often the hardest step. But once you take that step, you will be emboldened to take your next step. So I believe the first step is to have a resolve for yourself that tell yourself you want something better than this. Tell yourself you deserve something better than this. They said the only um, constant thing is change. And to change, you have to take your first step. So if you never take your first step, you're always going to um, be stuck in a rut. So do yourself a favor. um, Be reasonable. Set your goals, see what you want in life, 
what it doesn't have to be major it can be uh, for you to just to feel better uh, moment by, by moment um, for example if you're sitting down you can be resolved to feel better so in this situation I just tell you to smile this is your first step to smile for me, uh, I believe smiling is the best treat you could give yourself. And the best part is that there's no calories. And when you smile, it really makes you feel happy inside. Even though the circumstances around you haven't changed. And I believe that when you take that small step, things will become easier for you. Mm-hmm. Make a plan of what you want to achieve um make take take small steps one day take one day at a time and stick to your goal and move toward it and always have a positive attitude um believe that you are part of god's overall scheme he has a purpose for you so he cares about you he loves you and it's up to you to make the most of your life. I guess you could almost say it it is almost up to us to see it. You know, it's important to say that, yeah, we have to see it for ourselves. And, um, you know, sometimes they say seeing is believing, but I've often thought in God's world, just believing without even having to see it, it, that's a big deal for him. Um, Well, I don't advocate a blind faith but I advocate um, a faith in God that makes you believe that you have to trust in something that's trustworthy. In this case, God is most trustworthy being. And when you trust him, you will trust in his plans for you. And that will give you the confidence for you to take your steps forward. So that helps you to see what God sees and helps you to achieve your goal moving forward. So it's not one phase. It's not about simply believing for the sake of believing, but it's about trusting in someone tangible with tangible promises to help you move forward and to help you see the larger picture that God sees. Shirley, thank you so much, Dr. Chang, for this. And I'd love to have you back as your story, your journey continues. Uh, Come back to my podcast. We'd love to have you. Oh, I love that. It's been such a great honor uh, sharing with your audience. um, my life story, and I really hope um, that my life story is a testimony of God's power, and I hope that it will empower your audience to go for their dreams, to love the life they live, and to answer the calling of God. I, I thank you so much for your time. Alex. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been a tremendous privilege and pleasure. I'm Alex Garrett, and we are always adapting. This time with Shelley, uh, Ch- Shirley Chang. Thanks again, Dr. Chang. Thank you.
you, Alex. Have a wonderful day. You too. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon. God bless you all.